you have the chance to win a Spring Super Sweeps from LAist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes too when you donate now at LAist.com sweeps. Start your Saturday with something that will grow your kiddos' brains and get their creative juices flowing. Join us at LAS in Pasadena for a morning of multilingual readings, interactive performances, and lots of kid fun. It's Super Fun Saturday on June 1st. Get your tickets at LAS.com slash events. Studios. I'm Caitlin Hernandez. I'm filling in for Brian De Los Santos today. I think you're going to need to be a little bit louder and then I'm going to turn the input down a bit. Use your... Uh... Use my outside voice. Ready? From LA's Studios, this is How to LA. I'm Caitlin Hernandez, filling in for Brian De Los Santos. Today we're here at LAX for another edition of LA Explains, and I'm here with our producer Evan Jacoby to explore the airport. Hello. Off and about we go. <laughs> I don't know what to say there. This is not a place where people want to stay generally. Like you want to go home. If I'm gonna have my family pick us up, it's gonna take easily like an hour. We are a tenant. We have a 20-year lease, and we pay the airport a dollar a year. It's really great to be able to help so many people coming in and out of LA. You know. So we're going to walk around a bit and explore all the terminals. Oh, grass. This is like one of the few areas that they have set up where you can like take your pets to go to the restroom. But beyond that, like LAX is all concrete pretty much. And we're learning all about our favorite airport in the city. And why things at LAX are the way they are. It's past, it's present, and it's future. Aviation only started in this country in 1903 with the Wright brothers. The airports were a lot less regulated, pretty much just grass fields. And if you had a plane and you landed on a grass field, that was your airport. My name is Jean-Christophe Dick. I am the president of the Flight Path Museum here at LAX. And I've served as an airport planner at different airports around the world. And he's joining us to talk about the history of this airport and how it came to be. So the west side of Los Angeles in the early 1900s was pretty much agricultural. There wasn't much out here. To fly into Los Angeles, you flew into the airports that were closest to the city core, Burbank or Glendale Airports. Glendale Airport was called Grand Central Terminal. In 1926, the city of Los Angeles was trying to find a place to have its own airport, not necessarily be reliant on airports in other cities. LA Chamber of Commerce did a survey looking at different potential sites. One was called the Inglewood site, which was that barley field. I think they also did beans as well. And then in 1941, it became Los Angeles Airport. Then it was World War II. And like a lot of different airfields across the nation, Los Angeles Airport was thrust into the industrial production of aircraft. With the end of World War II, People from across the nation, a lot of returning GIs, were moving to Los Angeles, specifically to the west side of LA. Uh, Los Angeles was very much like isolated from the rest of the country before. You could get here by train, but not necessarily by air conveniently. At least the airports that were existing at the time, which was Burbank and Glendale, were being encircled by residential development and transportation infrastructure. So they had no place to grow. That was the impetus for airlines to move to Los Angeles Airport in 1946. 
They built temporary terminal facilities right off of Century Boulevard that served from 1946 all the way through the opening of the new terminals in 1961. I would love to talk a little bit more recently. Tell me how LAX got that name. When did we get on the international stage? So it was in the 50s that we started to see international travel into Los Angeles. Mexicana from Mexico was the first international carrier into Los Angeles. They actually went to Burbank. With the new technologies of jet aviation, it was chosen to move international travel from Burbank to LA airport in the 1950s and to grow that airport as the main entryway into the Los Angeles area. It became LAX, recognizing the change in scope of the airport. Why were you initially interested in talking about this? Like, does something strike you about LAX compared to other airports? Yeah, I think so. LAX is, it's an airport. It's just, you know, kind of a business place to travel and all that. Flying and just kind of going through the airport generally sucks, in my opinion. And I don't think a lot of people would disagree with me on that. LAX is an airport that people love to dunk on here in LA. It has a really bad bad rep for being a pain to get through, having a lot of traffic, but it's also a huge part of LA and our experience here. LAX has always been changing, like the traffic and construction here has generally been terrible because it's always getting developed and that's like historically always been a fact. But you can walk around, you can go to different terminals fairly easy and although I'm sure the transit system can be improved, we're doing it. Personally, here at LAX, um, I have a lot of fun. I work here, but it really is a great job, great team of people to work with, and uh, really great to be able to help so many people coming in and out of LA, you know? It's nice to be a part of such an integral hub of this city. My name is Stephen Davis. We're standing here at Terminal 3, column 3A. Your jacket says LAX I Care Crew. What do you do with that? I'm curious. So with I Care, basically we're outside the terminals. As people come out, they need direction. You know, we just revamped. They don't know where everything is. Taxis don't just come through the airport anymore. Everything's ran by a shuttle. So it's my job to direct them in the way that they need to go. Do you have any stories? Because I used to be an Uber driver here. I have tons of stories about LAX. I'm curious, you know, what's your experience been like? Oh, yeah, I have a bunch, man. Within the first two weeks, my leather jacket got stolen. $200 jacket. My first check was $117, so it was nothing near anything to make up for that. There have been fights out here that have broken up, but uh, beyond that, honestly, it's pretty peaceful. The craziest stories would be people flying in looking for someone to hook up with before they leave the airport. Oh, uh, what's this? So this is the LAX flyaway. This is probably the cheapest way to get to and from the airport without driving. You could get picked up from Union Station or in Van Nuys for just under $10, which honestly is unheard of in this economy. And kids fly free, or kids uh, ride, ride free. And it looks like they've got a bus coming by like every 10 minutes. Pretty good timetable for Los Angeles standards. What made you want to take the flyaway? It's called convenient. I mean, if I'm gonna have my family pick us up, it's gonna take easily like an hour. Where are you going to? Van Nuys. 
Granada Hills. Five minutes away. Can you just say your name and where you're at? June Tan from Virginia Beach. I'm gonna TikTok style ask this guy who Tom Bradley was. Excuse me, sir. Who was Tom Bradley? You're in it. No, but who who was the person? He was there? a mayor. Oh, of Los Angeles. Yes. So we're here at Tom Bradley. It's the international terminal in LAX. And it was named after LA's first black mayor, Tom Bradley. We're on the arrivals level. So there's baggage claim and lots of baggage carts. Wait, there's somebody with like a paper person on a baggage cart coming up? Wait, there is. Can I ask you what this is? Uh, this is Jake Clark. And who's Jake Clark? Jake Clark is coming back from Berlin right now. He's, a He's in a boy band. He's a singer. And are you guys, you guys are big fans of Jake Clark? Yes, we are. He's coming in from Berlin and we're going to meet him. My name is Hope Clark. I'm his mother. So you're the fan and the mom. Number one fan. <laughs> yes, I am. Number one fan. <laughs> Love it. Thank you so Thank much. You. Have a Thank great you. Have a fun time. Wish that I could say I'm really happy. But I'm just versus here. My partner was like, you're going to have a hard time talking to people because they're going to be rushing to like their flights. Um, so far, no. People really like to chat at the airport. Yeah, so far people like to talk to us, which is always fun. Big feature at LAX, the conversation. So we'd have to go through this center road on either side to get to the actual theme building itself. Copy. We're coming up on it. It's just past the parking structures. The theme building is interesting to me because it looks like a, a spider cased in concrete. It's very geometric and it's like a clear sign of like the influence of the space age of the 60s. In the center part, there's like a disc where a restaurant used to be inside called Encounter Restaurant. They had really cool lava lamps inside, but the theme building is not in use as much anymore. The restaurant closed and it's been vacant for a while, but the bottom part does house USO and some customer service operations for LAX. Good afternoon. Hi. I'm Jill Villapondo, and I'm the Center Operations and Programs Manager here at USO, and we're at the base of the beautiful theme building here, and I'm going to take you on inside and show you around, okay? Thank you. Come on in. Here's one of our volunteers. Welcome to USO. <laughs> Thank you so much. So in case you don't know, the USO is a volunteer-run organization, all private nonprofit that supports our active and reservists in the military and their families as they're traveling around the world. We grow at the same pace of LAX. We're historical and so is the building, which by the way, I'll show you right over here on our timeline wall, was built in the late 50s, early 60s. I, I thank you for letting us stand here, truly. I think uh, part of the reason why we're here is because the theme building generally, most people think it's empty. So we occupy 7,100 square feet there is 20,000 square feet at the base of the theme building, and we occupy 7,100. Currently, there's no one else in the building right now other than LAX has what they call a VIP program, which is like concierge at the airport, and then they have a pups program. So it's therapy dogs that go to the terminals and help calm people down. Are you a tenant, or like how does that work? We are a tenant here in this building. We have a 20-year lease and we pay the airport a dollar a year nice. to be in this building. LAX gets a lot of hard hits. <laughs> 
but everyone needs to know that they're hugely supportive to our service members and to us and we couldn't do it without them especially now with all the construction going on most people don't realize that the military travels on commercial aircraft a lot so they're coming through here constantly as they're going on to their next duty station or just to wherever they're going to because there's so many bases all around the world. So the theme building is kind of an ode to one of the earliest designs of the airport. The plan was originally for the terminals and the parking spaces to all be connected to this huge futuristic glass dome. It was going to be the central hub for all of the people traffic at the airport. When that idea was eventually scrapped, the theme building was built as a reminder of that original plan. It's a classic example of the mid-century modern architectural style that came to be known as Googie. One thing that I think is kind of cool here though, is like, you'll be looking at all this kind of nightmare of like, concrete folded on concrete, but then you'll kind of turn down like a random thing and there's like a really beautiful, I just really love this staircase. I don't know, it's very architecturally pretty. For me, like when I was looking at LAX, design is a huge part of it. We have the plions as they're called, those giant glass pillars. Some of the roofs have like really specific designs to look like the ocean. So they really wanted to, I think, make this place look cool. It's kind of eclectic though. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of different design theories at the same time. It's definitely a little weird now altogether. So we've been talking a bit about the history and the present of LAX, but our producer Evan is going to go find out what's happening with some of this future development. Yeah, if you've been to LAX recently, you already know, there is a lot of construction. There's scaffolding everywhere, jackhammers, walls opened up with exposed wires everywhere. You can see the wooden outline of the new SkyTrain. I mean, it's kind of a mess in some places. So I hit up Terry Mestis, the Chief Development Officer for Los Angeles World Airports, to talk about what all of this construction is going to get us. My hopes and dreams for the future of LAX is to stay innovative and be forward-looking. I think two great opportunities are our new Concourse Zero and the new Terminal 9 building. The beautiful new building across the street, across Sepulveda, It'll be over a million square feet, roughly 12 gates, domestic, international flights. And then uh, Concourse Zero is basically an extension of Terminal 1. When you enter Terminal 1, you can just keep walking and you'll walk right into Concourse Zero, what we call a common use terminal. We're adding about nine new gates with Concourse Zero. Soon you can travel around the airport and get to the airport via our new automated people mover, which is our SkyTrain, and then our new landscaping project, which is our new front lawn, beautiful gardens, some artistic sculptural elements potentially, some new concessions, lush landscaping to relax in as you're waiting for your next flight or waiting to be picked up by a family member. I think LAX is honestly a beautiful city within a city, just a really large family of dedicated people who really believe in the airport and and want to uh, really represent Los Angeles. 
LAX is always in a constant state of renewal. It's it's trying to meet the demands of the passengers that are currently flying through it, but also of the future guests that are becoming to Los Angeles, future residents, future tourists. Any airport is a reflection of the city. It's often the first and the last thing that you see when you get to a city and often a nation. LAX is, for better or worse, the front door to the city of Los Angeles. LAX. Very much like the people of Los Angeles are always chasing their dreams. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for listening to this edition of LA Explained on How to LA. I'm Caitlin Hernandez, and Brian will be back at the end of next week. Thanks for hanging out with me while I've been filling in, and I hope you've had a good time. Because you have. Because I have. How to LA is produced by Evan Jacoby and Megan Botel. Our host is Brian De Los Santos. Erica Washington writes our newsletter. Chris Farias is our social media producer. Hasmik Pagosian is our engineer. And our executive producer is Megan Larson. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps.